six-figure launches, seven-figure launches. Spend any time online in the realm of internet marketing and you'll start to believe the hype. You might start to believe that launching an online course is the silver bullet, your ticket to money town. But what happens when you do launch something and it doesn't quite go to plan? Maybe your sales figures are disappointing. Maybe your sales figures are non-existent. It's easy to feel like a failure or like success isn't possible for you in those moments. But here's the thing, those six and seven figure launches you keep hearing about, they aren't the norm. More than that, they don't happen overnight. I think it's time to get real about what it takes to sell online courses, masterclasses and group programs. Today, I'm going to pull back the curtain on my own business and share with you what really happened when I sold the Your Biggest Year Yet Masterclass warts and all. This is going to be a good one. Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hey, hey, Limitless Mothers, how's it going? It's snowing here today as I'm recording this. I didn't know if I was actually going to get to record it because I thought school was going to close, but they didn't close and so I'm here. I've got a blanket on my lap. I'm all cosy and ready to roll. So right off the bat, I'm going to be honest with you. My recent masterclass, Your Biggest Year Yet, did not sell well. Does that surprise you? It didn't actually surprise me. And I'll let you in on why that was a little later in the show. But it would be easy to be surprised by that, right? Because you've heard about my money results. You know my business is doing well. So I'm obviously doing something right. I'm obviously pretty decent at selling. So why didn't this thing sell? Well, I want to share with you exactly why on today's show, because I think this is a conversation that isn't had often enough. I don't think people are honest about what it takes to sell something like a course, a masterclass, group program, things like that online. And while I'm going to keep on shouting about my successes in a bid to get you creating, owning and shouting about yours until the cows come home, those of you who listened to episode 13, you know what I'm talking about. I'm still committed to sharing with you the lessons I'm learning along the way. So before we dig into those details, let's talk about you for a second, because maybe you've got a burning desire to launch a course yourself, but you're stalling. Maybe you're telling yourself that it's the tech setup or you don't have time, but maybe underneath those things is a fear that it won't sell. What if I launch this and nobody buys? Or maybe you tried to sell a course or a workshop, a masterclass, a group program, and three people bought, or just one, or maybe none, and you felt like it was a total flop. If you're thinking of launching any kind of online course, teaching, or program, or you have launched one with lackluster results, then you're in the right place today because I want to give you the real deal on what launching or selling these types of online offerings looks like. I want to be honest with you about selling in this way. So I'm using my own business as a case study for you today. One of the biggest things that motivates me in striving for that next level of success is being able to share with you what I learn along the way. But that means the hard-won lessons as well as the things that come to me easily, right? So I want to arm you with the strategy and mind 
mindset to sell well, regardless of what you're selling. But to do that, I think we need a reality check around selling online. And this is that reality check. Let's get to it. So I'm going to break down for you today this case study using my own business. I'm going to talk through what happened in the launch, what it meant. I'm going to tell you what I learned from it. Um, And I'm also going to be sharing with you why I'm okay with the sales figures that I made and what this means for you. Okay, so let's get to it. So let's start with digging in to what happened with my recent masterclass launch. The masterclass was entitled Your Biggest Year Yet. And the idea was inspired by the work that I was naturally doing at this time of year with many of my private coaching clients to help them to create a business strategy that would enable them to use their business to support the lifestyle that they want to be living. There was some good shit in that masterclass. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to go into all the details, but it was rampacked with value. But despite this, as I've mentioned, I wasn't entirely surprised that it didn't sell well. So it wasn't that I didn't believe in the value of the masterclass itself. There was something else at play there. So I'm going to give you a brief overview of the launch activities because I think that's some important context here um, and exactly what my team and I did to get ready for the launch. So uh, we outlined, or actually I outlined the content of the masterclass. My team and I created a sales page and I wrote several social media posts and emails to promote it. We then spent two full weeks flat out promoting the hell out of the masterclass. If you're on my email list um, or in my Facebook group or you follow me on Instagram, the likelihood is you heard about it. I even mentioned it on the show here too. Um, And I also did um, a live stream training during those two weeks inside my Facebook group, The Limitless Mothers, on five things to do differently in 2019 for bigger and better results. And yep, at the end of that, I promoted the masterclass there too. So all this to say, I did all the things. And a quick side note here. Not doing all the things is actually one of the most common reasons I see for launches not going well. When I'm helping my private coaching clients to launch, I always give them a pep talk about the fact that they're going to have to get uncomfortable with the amount of promotion that they're going to be doing. But that's another conversation for another day. So after doing all the things, I still made a handful of sales. We're talking less than five, (laughs) definitely not a six-figure launch, right? Okay, so that's the result. But what did this actually mean? Let's talk about that because the first reason why I want to be sharing this case study with you is that the biggest mistake I see happening in a launch is making the launch mean more than it does. Having a lackluster launch does not mean anything about you. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't mean you're crap at business. It doesn't mean that making money is somehow harder for you. It doesn't mean that you're not worthy of trying to sell anything ever again. So what does this mean when you get a result that you aren't pleased with? It just means there's something to learn. All it is, is feedback. That's it. Not failure, feedback. Do you want to know how to make a launch a failure? Well, really, the way to do that is to decide to never launch again. Quitting is really the only failure here, okay? So back to my launch. First of all, I did not take this result to mean something about me. I mean, I have a proven track record for selling. So I've had successful launches. I can sell high ticket offers like nobody's business. I have helped numerous of my private clients with successful launches of their own. 
But despite all that, despite that track record, I could have still allowed this result to suddenly throw my abilities to sell into question. It's really easy to take something like that and allow it to knock your confidence. But that's silly, right? And it's also, it's still silly, even if it's your first time selling online or you don't have that proven track record yet, because it still doesn't mean anything about you fundamentally. Like I said, it's just feedback. Okay, so with that pep talk aside, let's talk about what it did mean for my launch. So I took this feedback as my audience telling me something, something about my offer had not connected, not compelled them enough to click purchase. So what did I do? I set about finding out. And this is always something that should be your next step after you sell. Even if it went swimmingly, regardless of whether it did well or was a flop, you should always see it as an opportunity to learn and refine what you're doing. If you don't treat business as a kind of fun challenge or game in this way, it's easy to get overwhelmed and it's easy to want to give up. So what did I learn and how did I do that? Well, I set about learning from this lackluster launch by asking. You don't ask, you don't get. I reached out to several women who had clicked through to my sales page. I got those numbers from inside of Active Campaign, by the way, which is what I use for email, but you can find the same numbers in ConvertKit or MailChimp too, I believe. Most of your email providers will be able to give you that information. And I asked those ladies two questions. Number one, had they read the sales page for your biggest year yet masterclass? And if they had, number two, what was it that made them decide not to buy? Now, I know that can feel daunting, reaching out and asking why someone essentially rejected the very thing that you so believed in can feel a bit vulnerable, right? Well, it's time to put on the big girl knickers and do it anyway, because you could go and hide under your duvet after a displeasing launch, or you can pick yourself up dust yourself off. Okay, I'm not going to break into song, but you know what I mean. You need to kind of move forward and see what you can learn. So I asked these two questions of several women, and there was a common theme to every single response. Yep, every single one. To find a common theme like that is actually gold dust, because that right there is a deeper understanding of your audience. And as you'll know, if you listen to my episode entitled How to Be Irresistible to Your Audience, don't worry, I'll link it in the show notes for you if you haven't caught that one before. But if you listen to that one, then you'll know that something that you really need to do if you want to successfully attract and convert your ideal clients is to know her, like really, really know your ideal clients, which brings us to the reason why I wasn't surprised by the lack of sales for this particular masterclass. I know my audience. And in fact, the truth is that although I was excited to deliver this masterclass because I knew how transformational it would be, I had a dual motivation. The first, obviously, being to empower the participants with the strategy, mindset and tools they need to crush 2019. But the second motivation was that I've long had this theory brewing about my audience and I wanted one last chance to prove or disprove it. You see, this obviously wasn't my first rodeo. I've launched a number of courses and masterclass with varying degrees of success. But what I've built over the course of those launches is an increasingly clear picture about what my ideal clients want and need. Of course, my work with my um, private coaching clients feeds into that too. 
So my motivation in all of this is to increase my understanding of how I can best serve, empower, educate, and inspire as many mothers with online businesses as possible. So I'm happy to share with you what I learned, what I learned quite possibly about you. So here's the common theme amongst all the women who were kind enough to take the time to answer those two market research questions I told you about. Uh, Shout out to those ladies. I appreciate you. They all mentioned that they wouldn't be able to make it to the masterclass live. And that was a key factor in their decision making. Hmm. Now, despite making it clear that you didn't have to make it live to the masterclass and that you'd get a replay sent to you, here's why I wasn't surprised by that answer. What I've come to understand through all of this, through all of my experience of selling to my ideal clients, is that if you're one of my ideal clients, you really value that one-to-one live support, whether that's live in a masterclass or inside of my one of my private coaching packages. How do I know this? Well, partly from market research, partly from the fact that I've always found my highest priced signature coaching package to be by far the easiest thing to sell. Does that surprise you? Um, And partly because of what I know about being a mother and a business owner and working exclusively with mothers and business owners, right? Because for the kind of results that you, you being my ideal client, if you are one, are looking to create with your business, things like a more flexible business that's less reliant on you and which supports you when you take time off, consistent and steadily increasing income and a business that lights you up and doesn't overwhelm you. For those kind of results, you and I both know the only real way to make that happen with any speed is with that one-to-one support, right? I also know that because we're mothers and business owners, our time is our greatest commodity, our most precious resource, which is why group programs don't have the same appeal. We need, crave even, that undivided, laser-focused attention so we can get the most out of our time we're investing in something like coaching, right? And the other thing that I've learned from all my experience of working with mother business owners is the last thing that you need or want is more information, right? Which is why something like a course isn't what you need from somebody like me. Not saying anything wrong with courses. I actually love courses. uh, But I just think for those types of big results, the flexibility, profitability and fulfillment, those big line items You can't get them from a course, right? So you need that one-to-one support. And the thing with a course is that we've all been there, that we've paid for them, done part of it, got sidetracked with all the other things requiring our attention, right? And then feel guilty about that unfinished part of the course that we spent good money on, right? You can tell I'm talking from previous personal experience there, can't you? Um, And so the thing that I know about you as my ideal client is that you want answers, not information, You want to have the knowledge, the tool or the resource that you need at precisely the time you need it, no more and no less, which is why actually, side note, I'm going to be soon flinging the doors open to my Limitless Mother template shop because I am one coach with limited private coaching spaces and I'm generally fully booked. But I want to help you even if you aren't a private client of mine. So I'm going to be making available those tools and resources, effectively the answers that you need uh, to so many of your business and mindset questions for you to buy 
as and when you need them. These have only been previously available to my private coaching clients, so I'm quite excited to bring them to a wider audience and make them available to more women and so that you can have that answer, not more information. Right. So just a template of exactly how I and my clients do a particular thing in our business. Anyway, back to the main point here. In summary, what I learned from this launch was super valuable because it confirmed my theories about what you need and want and how you like to learn and about what might prevent you from getting the support you need. In this case, it was the timing of the thing. And I I know that as busy mums, getting a number of busy mothers in the same place at the same time is quite a challenge, right? Any of you who have mum friends who are also business owners and trying to uh, schedule, actually even just any mum friends, trying to schedule a get together, you know what I mean, (laughs) trying to find a time when it suits all of us to get together can be difficult. And I'm using that knowledge that I gained from this launch, this launch which could have otherwise been seen as something that wasn't successful, but it was ultimately, because it gave me that deeper understanding of how my ideal clients want to learn. And it's enabled me to find better ways and more creative ways to serve my ideal clients, right? Okay, so let's get on to why I'm okay with those small sales figures. So we've touched on it slightly there, but obviously the lesson learned here was 100% worth the effort involved in the launch. If I can find better ways to help you, then I'm all for it. But there's another reason why I was fine with the revenue from that launch being almost, let's be honest, laughable. I filled out a number of coaching spaces off the back of it, which is the other launch result that people rarely talk about. When you're putting a lot of time time and energy into showing up in an increased way for your audience during a promotion window. And let's be clear, I suggest providing even more value than normal during a promo window, not just the promo posts and activities themselves. But when you do that, guess what? The bonus is often that you've warmed up your audience by being more visible, connecting with them more and adding more value. It's quite natural then for many of them to want to buy from you, just not always in the way you anticipated. So for me, on this occasion, that meant selling three private coaching spots, one which came available, but also two more clients who paid a deposit to secure the next available spots coming up in my private coaching packages. Which means that off the back of the masterclass, I wasn't just fully booked, but forward booked too. Happy days. And so do you see, it's easy to see one result as a failure, but you have to look at the bigger picture. So, okay, I didn't sell out the number of spots on the masterclass that I was hoping to, but I sold out a number of spaces in my private coaching packages, which amounts to much more revenue, right? So you have to look at the bigger picture. So let's pull this all together and in terms of this case study and what I've been sharing with you about my results into what this means for you. Let's distill this down into some takeaways for you because the whole point of me sharing this case study is so that you can translate what I've learned into some things that you can implement. So I would summarize them like this. Number one, don't make it mean something that it doesn't. Take the pressure off. If it doesn't work out, that's okay. Be inquisitive instead of beating yourself up. It doesn't mean anything about you. It just means that something didn't quite work. Could have been your promotion activities were too few and far between. Could have been that your sales page copy failed to connect. Could have been that the offer itself just wasn't quite right. The point is, when you're launching and selling something online, you can't expect to get it 100% right the first time. And it doesn't mean you're a failure, okay? Number two is listen. 
Listen to what your audience is telling you. Figure out what the results are actually telling you. Ask your audience. Be committed to to your mission of always finding out more about your ideal client. I wasn't afraid to ask my audience why they didn't buy. You shouldn't be either. Rinse and repeat would be my third tip. So do you want to know the secret to a successful course or group program or workshop launch? Keep doing it. Don't do it once and get underwhelming results and then get scared and start doing something else instead, which is what a trap I see so many people fall into. And that's why they never gain any real traction, right? Because they're hopping from one thing to another. My clients who are now nailing launches are the ones who have shown up again and again, willing to learn, to tweak and refine and then do it all again. And then before we wrap up, it's time for today's Dash of Woo. So what is a Dash of Woo? Well, it's a small practical mindset manifestation tip designed to take what you learned today and turbocharge it. So I could give you a Dash of Woo that would be specifically constructed to help you have a more successful launch. But instead, I want to give you this, a mindset shift. Actually, It's more of a full body energy shift. I'm talking about releasing. I've found this to be so powerful in my own life and business. And leaning into this feeling of releasing is one of the reasons that I rarely succumb to overwhelm and feel content the majority of the time because I release the pressure. I release part of the effort to the universe or source energy or God or whatever you identify with there. It is literally a practice of letting go. So for example, when you're working on something like a course launch, but it could be anything really, it's easy to put a ton of pressure on yourself to become so attached to the outcome, to make the whole thing mean more than it really does in the grand scheme of things, right? To feel like it's all on you to figure this out, to do it right and do it right the first time and so on. And as mothers and business owners, the pressure can be double, right? The pressure to have all our shit together in all areas of our lives. But I'd suggest you work on this idea of releasing, releasing that pressure energy. How can you do that? Well, you could meditate on the idea of releasing. You could journal out the pressures that you're feeling and then back it up with some positive affirmations about showing up for your half of the bargain, but allowing the universe to do its half. You could simply take some deep breaths with your eyes closed, your arms straight out at your sides, but palms facing forward and say the word release in your head or out loud. That one's actually my favorite. Uh, But also the other thing I do is I visualize all the negative pressure feeling energy just leaving my body like evaporating, rising out of me and in its place, a warm, golden, calm energy filling me up. The point is, find something that works for you, but just start with the idea that you can release that pressure. You can let go of that feeling that you have to do something in the right way or do something perfectly, or if it doesn't go well, something bad will happen. You can release that. You don't have to accept feelings, sensations, or energy that doesn't serve you. You get to be intentional about it. So notice it and then find a way to release it. I hope you've enjoyed that deep dive into why my recent masterclass didn't sell well and why I'm okay with that. To find out more about today's episode, head over to the show notes inside your podcast player, or you can find them at corriejavid.com forward slash sales case study. 
If you felt like you got a ton of value out of today's episode and think you know someone who needs to hear this, then share the love and let her know. Or better yet, take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and share it on Instagram. Tag me at Corrie Javid so I can see. I love it when you ladies do that. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.